gentlemen, thank you so much for joining Stu and I for this very special out of season Game of Thrones Raven on podcast. And the reason that we're here with you and my accent is going full radio <laughs> is because I'm trying to seem professional in front of the very fine actor Michael Condren, otherwise known as Bowen Marsh from Game of Thrones. Welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, Michael is chatting to us very kindly because he is in Brisbane to perform in a very, very, very funny show called Graham of Thrones, which, the name may give it away, has a slight little bit to do um, with Game of Thrones. Michael, maybe you can just explain a bit about the show for everyone if they haven't heard of it. Okay, uh, Graham of Thrones is a sort of a homage, a parody um, show, obviously based on uh, Game of Thrones, and it is the story of a character called Graham, played by Ali Bryce, who you just met there briefly, and Graham has this vision of, um, uh, you know, Game of Thrones being transferred to a huge stage production. He doesn't quite have the budget to put that on full scale, so essentially <laughs> what you're watching. Um, as as an audience is Graham's pitch. Um, he's asking you to be, uh, you know, you you are sort of uh, conscripted to be uh, investors in his, in this idea. So um, it is his idea. He doesn't have the budget. He's trying his best to make it work um, <laughs> with very limited sort of material um, regards, you know, like props and things like that. Um, I play a character in it called Paul. Um, Paul is Graham's best friend. They've known each other for a long time. My character is a technician uh, in the show, and he has been roped into playing some roles within the show to help his friend. And then Libby Northedge, who, again, you just briefly met, um, plays Bryony, and who's a very serious method actress. This is her This is her big piece. Um, so, you know, with regards to her character, she has all these wonderful moments. We talked about it earlier on, uh, you know, within within the show with, where she, you know, these, these are her moments, big moments, uh, you know, um, regards some of the characters. So, yes, essentially what you're watching is, is, is a pitch for this character, Graham, who wants Game of Thrones to be this huge theatrical spectacle. But as I say, he doesn't quite have the money. And how did you become involved with the show? Um, I worked with uh, one of the writers on, on a show um, about 10 years ago uh, called Borderland. Um, and the writer's name is Andrew Doyle. Um, Andrew's very, very funny. Um, they have uh, you know, a, a really good team of writers from the UK working on this. Um, Andrew and I have kept in touch quite a bit. And um, he was writing this as I was in season five stroke six. And, uh, I mean, we will end up talking about it, but, you know, and, and what happens to the character Bo Marsh in season six happened, he sort of gave me a call and just said, so that's you then? And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. I'm, I'm available for employment. <laughs> and, uh, and he just said, look, listen, uh, there's an opportunity come up uh, for this show. Um, would you be interested in doing it? I went and met Sam Bailey, the director, who's a great guy. Um, I auditioned. Um, and they eventually just said, would I be interested in doing it? So, yeah. That and was, it's been uh, touring the globe, hasn't it? You've been in yeah. America? We were in, we did tuna, we did tuna bit weeks in Toronto, and then we did tuna bit weeks in Chicago, and then I went back to Ireland, and we had like 10 days off, and then 
out here. So it's been the last the last few months have been incredibly brilliant, real, really fun. Audiences have really enjoyed it wherever we've been. Um, Libby and Ali have been working on the show for a year, you know, on and off. They've been touring a little bit longer. They had been in Australia before. Um, so this was my first stint at doing it. So, you know, the guys um, have been have been really brilliant at helping me through it. So, yeah, it's, it's great. We've just had a great time. So is it kind of bizarre for you that I imagine that one of the first, if not the first jobs coming off Game of Thrones is has been Graham of Thrones? <laughs> it is. It is. It is a little bit strange. Um I mean, you know, they're they're you've seen the show. They're they're although although linked of obviously they're just two separate beasts. Yeah. And look, you know, I'd worked with Andre ten years ago. It is this business, you know. Sometimes you just meet, you know, people that you'll work with down the road, and just sort of the stars aligned mm. and things fell into place. I was free. They needed somebody to do it. Andrew suggested me. So it just all just sort of weirdly fell in, in into. Uh, you know, in the position, but um, a little bit strange, you know, um, things that sort of are strange for me is, you know, I play, very briefly play characters like Jon Snow, and, you know, obviously I made really good friends with Kit and all those guys, you know, whenever I was doing the actual series, so it's a little bit strange taking the mickey out of uh, <laughs> some of the guys. Now this this is a sort of a a, a bit of a, a cut down version. Normally the show is um, two acts, so because of the the festival type situation we're in, ah. it, we, we just run it straight through. So again, you know there were times I'm you know still keeping contact with Brennick O'Connor who plays Ollie. Uh, oh you know, well, we'll get on to oh, we'll get on that. Stu has feelings. Okay, yes, yes, a lot of people do. <laughs> Um, so just uh, you know, I played Ollie with the character of Ollie and, and people like that. Again, John Bradley, who played Samwell, I had to sort of send some of those characters up in a previous version, um, not this particular version because we had the trim stuff. Um, so that's a little bit strange for me, but I know those guys. I know how how much they're up for a bit of a laugh. So and I know that and I know that they would really enjoy it themselves. So that's that's the only strange thing for me is <laughs> is knowing what those guys are like and then sort of taking the mickey out of them. But cause I, and I want to stress that it really is, you know, you come for the Graham of Thrones or come for the Game of Thrones parody, but actually what you stay and really enjoy in the show is these three people trying desperately to make this show work. And, um, you know, some of that, the stuff that comes out of that relationship are, are the most fun parts yeah. of the show, more so than the... Well, you I know, think, then the parody relationships. I mean, Bryony's sort of decision to go, I'm going to interpret this character this way and just go on this these tangents. They're, I mean, they're beautiful to watch. And then when, you know, you and Graham have little, he sacks you from a part. Yes. John Snow taken off me yeah. <laughs> eventually. So it's, um, you know, and it's those little relationships that just make it an absolute joy of a show. I, th- I think, I mean, I think that is that, you know, when we were talking about this in, in sort of other, other interviews and stuff, um, you know, yeah, like, you know, obviously Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, the, the huge references are there. And, like, you know, you know, fans will absolutely get everything. But there is that little element, as you say, of the, this relationship between the three, watching things slightly fall apart for Graham. Um, I'll not give away the ending of, of Game of Thrones, but, you know, things start to unravel for him. And, <laughs> you know, he's not getting the results that he wants. You know, Brian, he's gone off to do her thing, and she's just sort of, you know... 
Paul's slightly incompetent. Um, so, you know, watching that is fun. And as you say, that yeah. relationship between the three just adds a little sort of colour to those And um, you get to wear some interesting costumes, including everyone at various points wears naked suits, yes. um, which are quite glorious to watch. And mm. yours has some particularly striking uh, additions to it. Yes. Uh, In the they... role of... Renly, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, when they, Andrew Doyle, that was Andrew Doyle's suggestion. <laughs> uh, that that wasn't in the show before I was in it. And then one day he was like, why don't we just put him into uh, a gimp outfit? Sorry, that's a spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's just, let's just let's put him into a gimp outfit. And it's obviously to recreate that moment, you know, yeah. when, you know when the birth of the demon be it, you yeah. know, in the show, um, Melisandre. So, and, and when you watch it, it is, you know, just things like that are just, mm. they are funny. And, but yes, the naked suits, uh, which I can tell you, the guys uh, are explaining to me, because I don't actually wear one. Uh, I have naked shorts. That's uh, right. You have the shorts. I have shorts. Oh, I remember now. Yes. yes I was... uh, in the heat in, in Brisbane, it's um, really difficult to get them on, yeah. apparently. So, you need a lot like, of baby powder. Well, right. that's, I think that's maybe what we're going to have to do. They're going to have to mm. do because it's like... And, and I mean, I think that's the really good thing about this, you know, Graham of Thrones is, you know, it's, it's a workout. You know, it, stuff that happens backstage, you know, that, that people aren't privy to is... It's chaos back there trying to do, trying to, you know, grab everything, everything. Change costume, grab a prop, grab yeah. it. Yeah. And the show has to move at a certain pace. Um, so it has to be done. You know, mm. we have to keep moving at a certain pace. And from a logistics point of view, we have to have the show finished by a certain time. And also, you know, the director, Sam Bailey, wants the show to be, you know, he wants it to be quick. He wants those things to happen quick. So mm. literally, you know, I mean, we were doing the show Two nights ago, we've had two days off, you know, and the, the sweat was literally just at one point just like, dripping <laughs> off my nose. But it's great. It's a workout. Yeah, absolutely. It's a workout, you know. Have, you, you said before that, um, you know, you've seen, you've talked to a bunch of the guys or you, you know you know that they'd be up for a laugh and they'd be up for that. Have any Has anyone who's worked on the show come to see Graham of Thrones? Uh, not while I have been in it. Um, yeah. I think whenever it was in Leicester Square, um, uh, Robert Baratheon. I forget his name. Mark uh, Addy? Yes. Yeah. He, he came to see the show. Um, but not, not while I not while I have right. been in it. But, I mean, we have essentially been, as I say, we were in Toronto, we were in Chicago. You've been out and about, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, again, it would just be a case of those people being in the right place at the right time. But, I mean, apart from that, I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure somewhere people have maybe sneaked in and uh, <laughs> just to see if it's uh, libelous. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. But, no, um, not, not while I have been. Not what I've been. Do you live in fear of that happening, or no? I mean, as I say, you know, uh, you, know like, you know, the guys are up for a laugh, and I think as well with with Game of Thrones, you know, it, it in itself can be you know darkly funny. There are, mm. there are very funny sure. moments in it. I think Dan and David and you know and Brian Cog when they want those moments, I think you know Tyrion is you know a perfect example of yeah. that sort of dry sense of humour that that exists within the show itself. So, I. Uh, I genuinely think if any if anybody came to see it or had been to see it, they would they would they would take it in the spirit that it's meant to be yeah. taken, you know, because it's so it's so far removed from the actual show. But it's also like it's clearly Graham's love of the show is what's prompted him to make this thing. So yeah. it comes from a place of love, yeah. and obviously the people who've written it, it come from a place of love. Totally. Like you, you, it, you know, everything about it is is absolute. And as fans, love. I mean, you know, I mean, myself included, you know, that 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 you know. 
empathy is there and that recognition. And I think what's what's really nice about this is that you know we create recreate quite a lot of stuff from season one primarily, mm. and it's it's nice to revisit that I think in some shape size or fashion I know it's 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 a bit of a Mickey take but you'll go oh I remember that that you know that that, that was an important moment for me in Game of Thrones yes. you well know? you you play Carl Drogo mm. and I, I don't mean this as a slur but you're 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 well, you said more, about my physique. <laughs> I was gonna say you're you're, poss- you're probably more on the slender side yes. uh yes, than true. than Jason Momoa um, yeah. Not by much. You know, a lot of that, I'm sure, was CGI. The beard, though, the but beard. yeah, no, the beard it. is good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that was how you jump out, sort of shirtless, um, doing uh, I guess low Dothraki or something. Yes. Paul's <laughs> version of Dothraki, Dothraki. <laughs> which changes every night. Um, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it was. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Except <laughs> if you are still in Brisbane, there's there's three nights left. Um, I think Saturday's already sold out. So you've got yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday um, until Friday the third, no, Friday the 9th mm-hmm. um, of December to, to go and see it. But yes, Michael's mm-hmm. Dothraki, uh, yeah, Michael's Cal Drogo is, uh, is superlative. Um, yes. <laughs> where, are you, where are you off to after that? Because we have listeners around the world. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're off for Christmas. Um, and then we start back, we go to, I can't remember the exact date, but we start back in the States. So we've got a, oh, a fairly extensive tour of the States. I think we start in, I actually think we start in Austin. I think we do two weeks in Austin. Fantastic. And then um, we're, where are we going? We're right in Jacksonville. We're right, um, we're, in, uh, we're going to Washington State. Um, with Toledo, these are all, all ones just springing to mind. Um, so yeah, we, we we go back to the states. And Fantastic. We'll, we'll finish up in the states in April, May time. So uh, it'll be great. It'll be good good to go back there as well. Fantastic. And then there is also yes, this this is probably the most important thing actually. While while we're here is there is a second company, um, and they're looking at doing. I think they're in rehearsals at the moment, and they are going to be doing. To my knowledge, I think if things sort of fall into place, um, they're going to be doing a tour of Australia. Oh wow! Okay. So they will be doing. I think they're going out to do um, some festivals, um, and uh, while we are in the states, so um, yeah, it'll be it'll be in and around. It'll be back. It'll be yeah. Fantastic. It'll be back in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. In 2017, keep a look keep out. A look out for it. Um, yeah. so it's franchise level now. That's great. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's it's been. I mean, it was hugely successful. I mean, as I say, you know, Libby and Ali have been there. You know, sold out in Leicester Square and did really well there. And you know, those guys have have, have been there from the start. So you know, it's it's just it's got bigger and bigger. Mm. And they obviously did Edinburgh and, and just like one of those snowball effects it's just you know I'm yeah. sitting here talking to you in Brisbane brilliant yeah, it's great well um, obviously we you know that was the main thing we wanted to talk about obviously that sounded really sarcastic <laughs> didn't it no I do I actually do I, I saw the show I saw the show on its first night in Brisbane and loved it and uh, and have highly recommended it to everyone since so I did actually really love Graham Thrones but you did happen to be on a little show called Game of Thrones, yes. so we just, you know, we're a little bit interested about that. Yes, so we're, sure we're that's fans. Fine. Yes, based on the show, I understand. We're fans, and one of the reasons, because Stu, obviously, at the moment, uh, listeners, Stu has a broken leg, yes, or ankle, yes, I, I should say, ankle, and is, yeah. is hobbling around, and so he was a bit uncertain whether he could make an interview, and said, "Just go ahead without me." And I said, "No, if it's just me, Stu, it's going to be awkward." So I'm just going <laughs> to sit there going, "Why did you stop, Jon Snow?" <laughs> she was very upset. Yes, I was very upset. Was, uh, uh, what was the reaction like to to that particular incident at first? Uh, I, you know, it's it's weird because I, I think when you're working on something in like in any strand of your work, you know, for me, I was incredibly lucky to be doing it. But at the same time, it's it's work, you know, and yeah. you know, whenever 
what what they do is they um, for for characters of a certain level. So they'll have a read through for all the main guys, and but you know to keep everything secret, you are drip fed bits of the you know script as the show goes yeah. on. So you know episodes one and two and three, you know things were being fed through, but you didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and then oh, I can't remember, maybe about six seven weeks before we filmed that scene, uh, they sent through the you know the script. And for me, you know, as a fan and, and watching it, I was just like, I can't, you know, I can't believe it. So, you know, my reaction came then and I had time to sort of, you know, process that <laughs> and I knew what was going to happen. Um, and then whenever you go and you do the job, then that's fine. You know, you've got to go in there and do the job to the best of your ability. To, you know, I mean, guys are just, it's just, it's an incredible thing to experience and see and be part of. Um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think I really realised uh, the enormity of it. I know that sounds, that sounds, you know, a, a bit weird, but I, I don't think I understood the enormity of it until maybe a few months after, um, you know, after, you know, the finale was shown and there are these YouTube videos, you know, reaction videos, which I had, I had never seen before. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I have one. Um, <laughs> because I was trying to do, cause I'd had people who read my recaps going, we really want to see you do reaction videos. And I'm like, what are reaction videos? I had to go look at them. And yeah, so I've like filmed myself for the final, you know, thinking something might happen, and I—it's embarrassingly, it's embarrassing, it's humiliating, <laughs> and I mean, it's on the internet. So great. Was it, was it, I totally <laughs> watch that one. Yeah, I can find it for you. It is distressing. I'm just, like literally just sobbing, and I think the video ends with me going, "It's a TV show. It's, it's a, just TV a TV show." show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that's when that's when that when it sort of hit me the enormity of it that it is a TV show. It's like I mean I'm a big. I'm a big football fan and you know I watched one of the reaction videos Somebody, a friend of mine had just sent it to me and uh, a link and you know people in bars you know you know maybe you know two three hundred people sitting in a bar watching mm. this thing on a big screen and the reaction is like a like a like a you know like a, a sports team you know yeah. you lose in the 90th yeah. minute yeah, you know when your team loses <laughs> and that that sense of you know Loss, um, genuine sense of loss. So I think I think that's that's when it sort of hit me whenever yeah. I watch some of those things and the goal that that it is you know you 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 know taking part in, in in such an iconic moment. Yeah, you know I, you know when, when it really uh, is. It'll be on one of the like in the Emmys when they go great moments in you know, yeah, great dramatic moments. It's it'll there. be up there. Well, it's funny because you know whenever I read it and then we filmed it that night and. It was a night shoot. Uh, well, we finished. I think we finished around about half twelve, one in the morning, um, and the guys all stay in the hotel in Belfast. And um, we went back to the hotel, and it's funny. A couple of the guys went up just to drop stuff in their room, and I came down to the bar, and and, and Kit was sitting, and I just said to him, "There's no way." I went, "They're they're they're bringing the character back," and he went, he went "I'm gone." He says, "That's it," and I was going, "Kit." There's no way <laughs> this is going to be allowed to stand. They just can't allow this to stand. And in fairness to him, he was really, he was really good. You know, he had obviously had they. He, he he must have known. I mean, we've never had this conversation, but he must have known that he was, you know, he coming back and season six. And uh, spoilers, sorry, spoilers. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 okay. Edit that out if necessary. Um, but um, you know, but he was just straight faced looking at totally. you saying, "I'm out." 
I'm he, done. He just said, I'm, I'm gone. He should have grabbed the scissors and gone, okay, let's chop the head. Well, that was the giveaway. Whenever, whenever that didn't go and the hair didn't go. But again, I mean, we filmed that late at night and I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Castle Black is uh, filmed uh, just outside Belfast in... And it's an it's an unbelievable set. Mm. It's an amazing thing to watch and see, and it's just incredible. It's basically all there, isn't it? Like it's all totally everything yeah. you see is there. It yeah. is, everything you see is incredible. there. Incredible. It is. It is. And the night shoots particularly. So it's filmed. It's filmed in a quarry in a place called Macromorn, just outside Belfast. Um, and at night, when you're doing the night shoots, and particularly some of the stuff with you know the flames and when I mean, we filmed the scene and it, it, it probably is is the standout thing for me the memory that I have is where um, Mance is burned yeah, yeah. You, you know where they burn him yes, and, yeah, yeah. And, and John kills him yeah, yeah. And, and filming that that was a night nice shoot so we did that about 3-4 o'clock in the morning and it was, it was pretty cold it was like you know in like October <laughs> November up in a quarry in, in Northern Ireland it's not you know it's not too warm and <laughs> But you know all the flames were going, and you know all the extras were there, yeah. and you know when 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 Kieran Hines, he's incredible. You know they they marched him down those stairs into the centre of that courtyard, and then it it was it was it was pretty spectacular. Even just to watch to watch it to be part of it, but to also watch it was 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 incredible. It's, yeah. it's, it's an it's an unbelievable set. You know, it's, it's superb. It's a superb thing to see. And does that help, like, in, in the process of, of, you know, getting into character, getting into mood of the scene? Does the set and the cold weather and does all of that just sort of help make I, it real? I, genuinely, I mean, it does. There, there is no doubt about it, you know. I mean, even even when they're, tur- you know, even when they're, you know, in between shots, you know, and, and, and they're working on this stuff, you know, it's really good to just take five, ten minutes out and just the, the enormity of it adds to the, the weight but again, as I say, you know, that for me is a standout moment um, because that atmosphere was there. The silence of that, uh, you know, him being sort of, you know, marched down those steps into the centre of that courtyard and on a cold, cold night, just, I think, I, I mean, I think, I suppose everybody has this different processes of, of what way they like to work, but I think, I think, you know, things like that really sort of, really sort of, you know, fine-tune and colour those things and they yeah. really make a difference, yes. I really do. Think do so. they have, because um, I know I've watched some behind the scenes on other, you know, shows that take place in, in wintry times and a lot of time it's like fake snow. So mm-hmm. do, you, do they ever have like that or do they, you know, or I'm just wondering like is it, you sort of have these amazing sets and these amazing scenes and then maybe like the fake snow machine starts up. Like, <laughs> um, I think that probably sounds more insensitive than I mean it to. I'm, just, I'm always interested in the technicalities of filming winter and... <laughs> With this show in particular, with such well, this one it's called uh, Snow Business, uh, and that's it's 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 fine pieces of paper. Sorry, this this oh wow, it's kind of like I always remember. I, I hate watching things like you know the making of you know like I'm a big yeah. Star Wars fan, and uh, I kind of hate kind of watching those things because I still think in my head it's real. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I don't want it. I don't want it to be. Yeah, a no, that's I don't right. Want to exactly. See those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 called snow business. So they they will do that. They will, you know, they will they will spray. I mean, they will spray. I mean, this the size and scale of this thing. You go right. Okay, well, we need that spray. We need that. Um, we need that whitened out. And the guys just go and do it and just spray it all out. And then, but yeah, machine. <laughs> um, so then, in the, that transition between series five and series six, how much then did you know ahead of time, like? 
uh, you're coming back. And obviously, as you alluded to earlier, Bowen Marsh meets a slightly well, a sticky end. Mm-hmm. Um, so when do you sort of find out about that? Because obviously Game of Thrones is renowned for killing characters off. Yeah. Do you sort of sign up to Game of Thrones thinking, I wonder how long this will go for? Yeah, I think I think, I think think yes. And that, you know, when we filmed and obviously I was aware that, you know, the character Bowen Marsh was still alive. Um, I, I had a pretty fair idea at some point there, there would be consequences. Um, and it was just a, how that was going to play out. Um, and then about, about, about eight weeks before filming, they just said, okay, look, can you come down, work with a, a girl called um, Jan Hayden Rolls, who's kind of like a um, voice coach and stuff like that. So she said, like, you know, can you come down, we'll have a chat about the scripts. And um, you... You know, you will know this yourself. In, in in the business, you have to sometimes plan in advance. You know, what where your next, what's going to happen. You know, what's going to happen in your calendar. And there was other work um, that had had come up and had been offered. And I just sort of said, like, I need a bit of a heads up on sort of availability and what you need me for. And they just said, you will be free from the following dates. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So they, I, think I, I think they emailed something like, you know, you're, uh, again, spoiler, uh, <laughs> hit pause and fast forward, uh, you know, um, your execution will be in ep3 or whatever uh-huh. so so that's when that's when that's when you know so what was the set like because i know there was incredible secrecy then when mm-hmm. john did come back uh-huh. what was the set like did, did anyone try to get to you and like be like oh tell us tell us what's going yeah. on and this sort of thing what was happening everybody wanted to know family friends everybody <laughs> and I, I genuinely didn't tell anybody because i think you know I think that's part of the fun. Exactly. You know? and yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to tell family. I didn't want to tell friends. I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them when I was filming. I didn't tell them after filming, um, and I didn't tell them until uh, well, they they contacted me. Um, but the set it, it was a bit strange because it was you know it, was, it had to be shrouded in secrecy as best mm. possibly could. But you know what? If kids in Belfast. You know, um, and you see in a restaurant, and or, yeah. you know, and, and, and things like that. It's hard. It's hard to keep mm. a lid on that. Sure. But if anybody had have asked me, and I had the knowledge about what was going to happen, I just would have said, look, um, there's been, has there been a, you know, has there been a, a funeral? Has there been, has he, been, who knows what the aftermath's going to be? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he could be there just to be lifted out of there for all you know. To be the dead body on the yeah. table, yeah, exactly. which he was for two whole episodes. Yeah, so. exactly. So people were still thinking that, yeah. and that covered it really well. Um, don't think the guys would mind me saying this now, but um, on the script, he, he, he wasn't even referred to as uh, as John Snow. Right. It was uh, LC for Lord Commander. Oh, okay. So right. on his trailer, it didn't even say it, it didn't even say that. It just said LC on the thing. Right. So, so even though a lot of people knew, and I think the reason as well is you know the operation is so massive. From you know, like extras and things like that, it's just trying to maintain that sort of secrecy yeah. is difficult. And you've got guys here, drivers and technicians and people here coming in and out of the set, sure. and you know, caterers. So it's trying to keep that information as quiet as possible. So the set was sort of it was sort of a, a lockdown situation yeah. as best they possibly could. And I think they did really well. I mean, I think obviously everybody had sort of their opinions about what was going to happen. Quite a, quite a lot of people. Suspected, yeah. And, <laughs> and well, like I, you did, and you, you know, like your yeah, reaction exactly. was, "There's no way." Yeah, and I think you know, I think when you look at you know Melisandre being there and, and her involvement in season five, I think 
I personally, and this is the truth between series, thought, well, if 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 he is, and my opinion was he was going to be brought back, well, then this this was how it was going to be done, yeah. you know, and, and she and she was going to do it, um, and I think a lot of sort of you know fans like yourselves probably sort of were going along those lines as well, and and that, and that's what sort of transpired. So we've come to the Ollie moment. Um, <laughs> So, I, well, I should say, because I suspect that your character probably didn't come in for the hate that, um, that, uh, that say, Ollie and Alice are thrown maybe did as the, as the kind of chief ones. But yeah. um, what was that like, I guess, becoming like part of this villainous squad, you know, or, or maybe the reactions that you saw the others? Well, look, you know, I think for me, I didn't, I didn't go into it until season five, obviously, as you know, and... You know, in the books, it is Bowen Marsh that that, that that has that you know that that, that moment where he, where he kills him. But for me, you know, Brennick um, is is such a wonderful kid. He's a really good lad, and um, See, and we knew that would be the case. Yeah, too. absolutely. He is, he's a, honestly, he's just a he's a brilliant young lad, and uh, you know, he handled he handled it particularly well. Um, but again, you know, when you watch those reaction videos and to, to, just to even have a little bit of part of it was was was, was brilliant. Um, and as I say, all uh, Ollie sort of you know came in for the most stick, and uh, Owen Teal, who plays you know Sir Alistair, yeah. and they handled it really well. Yeah. You know, yeah. look, you know, everybody, you know, it's nice to be a body. Yeah, to be a body. Yeah. So yeah. to to be part of that was 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 great in some shape, size, or fashion. And then you obviously had to play. Um, with, with those uh, characters, the, their deaths. Mm. So, what was that kind of sequence of filming like, and how do you how do you get hanged on screen? What's the practicalities of that? That is that is probably, and I think I, I don't think this will ever change. The most spectacular thing I've ever and will ever be involved in filming. Um, wow! What had happened was they had we were aware of what was going to happen. As I say, you know, six seven weeks they sent you the script, um, and then. The schedule and they just say can you come up we want to have a rehearsal of this on the saturday it was a closed set so we got taken out the set all of us and um there were they they, they kept us outside the gates of castle black the set and they said look okay we have four stunt guys here who are in position we want you to, we're just going to bring you in we're going to watch this so we went in um with jeremy perezva yeah with jeremy perezva and uh he says, right, right, we're going to just go in and we're going to watch this and see what you think. And when we watched it myself and Brennick, uh, Brian Fortune, who plays off Yarrick and um, Owen Teal, Charleser, when we watched it, it was genuinely very, very frightening to watch. Mm. Um, and they said, look, if you're, if you're not comfortable with this and you don't want to do it, well, you know, we can get these guys to do it. And we all just said, no, you know, we, we, we want to do this. Wow. Um, and it was, the, the, I mean, the, the, the guys who designed the mechanism for it, uh, I don't I don't know whether you would want to know technically how it was done. I want to, but no, I don't, no, you yeah. don't have to tell us, but I, I'm i just intrigued. You, you, leave the, a, you leave the magic happen if you want, like that's fine, but. Um, yeah, no, totally uh, up to you. Um, <laughs> all, all I will say is, look, I'll not, I'll not give it too much away because as I say, it's the fact that Star Wars yeah. sort of Game of Thrones thing, I just don't, you know, sometimes you go, oh, it's, it's real. Um, <laughs> it was... I mean, but the point is, you were hanging there. Yeah, that's that's definitely. It's as yeah. as close as you can get yeah. to the real thing. And I said that to uh, Liam Cunningham when we filmed that the, the Acer Davos. 
and he hadn't seen it. He he hadn't been sort of privy to the rehearsal. Yeah. Um, and whenever he watched it, and we we had filmed it for the first time, and they were I think they were turning the camera around, and we we went up into the green room, and and, and Liam was there, and I just I just it just went because it was really loud. The mechanisms were really loud because mm. the barrels actually were swept from beneath a table, probably obviously this what we're sitting at, and we were standing on it, and that moment of the 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 ground being taken from beneath your feet, and we fall. Yeah. Yeah. We, pro- we probably fell maybe sort of a foot. Right, um, which is a long way. Yeah, yeah. But that moment of the ground being taken from beneath you is is, is it's very uncomfortable, and the the mechanism was loud. And whenever I said to Liam, I just went, "That is that's it's the closest you can get." And he just went, "You wouldn't want to get any closer." Yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. you know, that is as close as you want to get. But you know, again, you know, we made really good friends with quite a lot of the extras and stuff, and they were just saying they've been you know involved in quite a lot of you know big scenes, and they were just saying that. It, genuinely scary mm. it was it was a great job by the people who designed it and it's I think it's why it's so scary is because it is something that obviously happened to so many people throughout history it's, as opposed to you know dragons that fantasy element this mm-hmm. is an ab just this is just a very mundane was yeah. justice thing, yeah. being meted out the way that it, it was to so many people over the years and, 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 and I think I think the thing I think the thing with the scene is as well is that it, it, it happens quite quickly you know I mean he walks through he walks up he has those moments he looks at Ollie, he doesn't want to do it, and then that's it. And, you know, he obviously, you know, gives the stuff to Ed, and, and, and that was the end of that episode, and it was, like, done. And I, th- I think, I mean, not to be, you know, I don't want to be morbid about it, but, you know, I mean, that that's that was the character, that was the character's choice. And, and I think rather, I think sometimes that can be as effective as creating a huge, big moment, mm. you know, just to go, bump, you know, these those, those, those characters are gone. The character of John leaves Castle Black, and we've moved on to somewhere somewhere new. And I think you know people, will, and I know people who have watched it were kind of you know were taken aback by how quickly that happened, um, and and the impact of that. You know, mm. but you know it's 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 the series. You know yourselves. It moves on. You know, I mean, mm. there, there are huge moments in the the series right through. It was another one, and and what I like about it, as you say, is the immediacy of it. It's done. Mm. And, they, and, they, and, they and, and then at that point, John sort of takes off his yeah his his Lord Commander cloak and hands it to Stu's favourite Dollar Z. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and it is that that was his final moment at, at that point of his career as a Lord journey, Commander. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was so final. So um, yeah, do you have any other favourite sequences or scenes that you can remember doing? I mean, obviously yours were all up in Castle Black. They're all quite like yeah, I think. No. The, the, the scene at the end, the finale of season five, was 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 pretty spectacular yeah. to do. Um, you know, I, I was going to say earlier on, you know, when we when we filmed that, and this is this is the uh, the truth, we filmed that it was a night shoot, and because it's in the quarry, there are four by fours that have to take you up, and we all got into the kit had stayed up actually because they needed to film just one more thing with him on his own. And we all just got into the four by four, and it was a genuine, somber mm. attitude. And I think um, we again we touched on it earlier. You know, the reality of working in those, that environment, that quarry, that cold, mm. does that. You know, heighten it. A perfect example is that when we got into the uh, the four by fours to go down to get ready to go for a beer afterwards, was to go. 
you know that, that's you know we thought the character was was gone yeah um so but yeah i mean filming that filming that was 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 pretty spectacular and um david nutter was the director on that and he was just he was fantastic on that night mm. as well and just sort of really looked after just really looked after everybody you know well, the scene, like the pacing of that whole sequence because there's such sort of hope when ollie says oh it's benjamin stark it's benjamin stark so you've got such kind of hope yeah. and then i remember sort of and it's where well, you can see it on my reaction video when like <laughs> he turns around and sees the sign and i was like going traitor and then it takes like a, takes second, a second well for yeah, me yeah, anyway yeah. it took a second for like the penny to drop and then turn around and no what no oh, no yeah <laughs> were you again technical stuff but what were you sort of like, how, what was the stunt to, like, do the stabbing? Because obviously in Graham of Thrones you do a little bit of stabbing, but yes. it's a very obvious fake stage knife mm. that you kind of just sort of slam into poor Ali. But, um... There's, what, what happened? I'm trying to think what we did that night. Uh, yeah, we were given, from a technical point of view, I think I think was some of it green-screened. Potentially maybe some of it was green-screened. Or CGI, sorry. CGI, yeah. Yeah, I think some of it was, some of it was done with CGI. So we oh. didn't actually have... We didn't have like so you had like green sticks or something. No, we had we had we had like you know like the butt of a knife. Okay. But I, I think what they did in post was they they added it in post. But yeah, I think I think that's what what happened on that night. But you know, even still, you know, Kit wouldn't mind me saying this. He was just like, when you're doing this, I want you to more or less punch me in the stomach. Yeah. Just you know, get that reaction to get that yeah. reaction out of him. You know, and he went, I want you, you know, you know, when, and David as well was like, you know, this is this. Is, got to do it this way so it was you know it was it was pretty full on yeah um and it's funny because what had happened on that day was they needed a couple of they needed a couple of guys you know sort of fatten the rest of it out and some of the guys were told were asked to stay some of the extras were asked to stay and uh some of those guys got to take part in it, it you know as well you know if you watch yeah. it like, yeah and, and for those guys and i you know i i know those guys how hot like, i mean it's a long long day for those guys you know i mean 12 13 14 hour days mm. and where we would go up and sit in the green room and have a cup of coffee and have our dinner and read the paper or whatever yeah. between you know things these guys are standing out in the freezing cold all day you know five six days a week um, so for some of those guys to get the opportunity to do that and be in that scene, I was I was I was delighted for them as it was for anybody else to be honest with you. So that they, the they got, yeah, Fifth Night's Watchmen, uh, yeah, John well, Snow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like pause, yeah, it's me, yeah, <laughs> check me out smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you you were saying that you become mates with all, all all of those guys, and obviously you're a you know wonderfully charming person. And what are you what are you talk about on set what do you chat to with Liam Cunningham who's well you know, brilliant and we played a lot of name that tune so <laughs> oh. Ben Crompton who plays Dollar's Head yeah he's I mean he does stand up he's very very funny so yeah. we, we would have played name that tune he would, he would have bought his computer we would have put it on name that tune and we used to play that we would have played who he had who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> um, we had uh, we did crosswords together, and it's it's very it's. There was one day I, I don't know if you can ever remember an app. It was called Trivia something on on iPhone or whatever, and uh, it was an app, and you could choose any specialist subject that you wanted. And right. Ga Game of Thrones was one. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, there was 
a day where Kit, we'd, we'd been talking about it, and, and Kit said, I, I haven't played this. And we were like, yeah, just download the app. So he downloaded the app, and he went to Game of Thrones. Yeah. And he went, what I put is my... What I put is my tag name, and he was like, "I know what I'm going to put in." So we were like, "What? What's what's your tag name?" And he went, "Oh, the real Jon Snow." <laughs> <laughs> and he went online, and that's great. He he was playing people, and they really? they will no never idea. know that they were actually playing the real Jon. The Snow. real Jon Snow. Oh, so I that's so great. Yeah, because I mean, the app was you you were competing against someone, yeah. so the quicker you know, the quicker the person answered. <laughs> So they were they were getting so if you ever played the real John Snow one that you were you were you were playing <laughs> Fantastic. And so hang on though, how did he do at Game of Thrones trivia? I, I, unbelievably well. I mean the knowledge that he, they have and he has in particular about everything is huge. I mean I mean he's read all the books and I mean most of them have read all the books. Um, but Kit has a real a real a real dedication to it. I have to say. I mean he really does. And you know I I, I see firsthand. I've uh, witnessed how hard he works and, you know, off camera and how important it is for him. Um, and I just, I, I can, I really can say I know how hard he works. Oh, and that's... It's, 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 and it's very important to him. Oh, well, that's done nothing to distill my crush. <laughs> no, um, I was hoping to hear that he was a horrible person. You know what? No, I didn't actually want to hear that. You know what? Loads of people would say that. Loads of people go... And it's like they're almost willing it. You know, they can't be that... Per- and, you, yeah. and uh, you know, it, it, I suppose like it, it could be easy for me to say this, you know, on, on while we're recording this. But all of them are just top guys. They really are really good guys. Well, I, I, I've... Uh, just Stu and I are both journalists and uh, I've been in a different job for the last year, but I was an arts writer um, before that and I had the good fortune to interview via phone um, Jack... Uh, Gleason, Gleason right. and Liam Cunningham and Christian Nairn. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so two out of the three are, are dead All now. Irish. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No, and fourth Irish like, person. That's it. All, yeah. all were absolutely charming. So I think every time you would say, like I said to Jack, he's like, you, you're so hated and how do you deal with that? He's like, oh, it's just so great, you know? And I was like, and you played Joffrey's death so brilliantly. And he's like, oh, thanks so much. Like genuinely like sound, I mean, I'm just some random journo talking to him about something everyone said, but to to actually be sound really pleased that people reacted that well to their work is was lovely. Like it was just really lovely to hear. So. Yeah, I think I think you know, I think there is a genuine you know realization of how huge this show is and how important it is. And when you again touching on stuff we talked about earlier on, when you watch reaction videos, when when people respond to you, you know. I talked about this in uh, a few weeks ago when I was in Chicago doing an interview and and uh, long story short I was in a bar met this guy big group of friends I had I didn't know who this guy was um we got talking about what I did for for a living I told him I you know had had played the part in that scene the, the finale of season 5 and he took a pint of beer off me he bought me a pint of beer and then he would <gasps> he said I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not having a drink I'm not buying a pint for someone who killed John <laughs> A bit harsh, and I think. He, that's... Took, he took my pint off me, and I gave him <laughs> took the pint off. Yeah. Had to go and buy my own pint, and he had... <laughs> so, so you know, and I think there is a realization of, amongst those guys on, on on how important it is to, to people, to fans, mm. and as I say, I know how hard they all work, and I know mm. that you know how, how important it is to them. Oh, that's brilliant. 
Um, well, Stu, any final questions? Because we have, have monopolized your time this fair problem. evening. But no, it has monopolized your time far too much. It has Thank been you an for your time. absolute no joy, and Thank you are our first ever guest, <laughs> and I could not have picked a better guest to have. You Thank know, you very, very much. That Cheers. wonderful Irish humour and gift of the gap. Sorry, my mother's Irish, so I try All to right, pretend really? I'm Irish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yes, no, it's been, I kind of want to just keep talking, but we should let you go and enjoy your evening off before you get back into Graham back of Thrones. Door, back door tomorrow. But back yeah. to work. And yes, if you are in Brisbane, uh, you have until Friday, December the 9th, because I believe Saturday, December 10th is sold out. Um, and if you are in Australia, look around in 2017 at festivals near you for Graham of Thrones. You cannot miss it in terms of its title. And also I would suggest you cannot miss it in terms of a show. It is very very funny and um yes there's there's a segment that pulls in some really great segments but bright um libby who plays briny does a, a, a bit about sansa which i i think was my <laughs> highlight of the whole it's, evening it's, and it's, that's it's, no that's no comment no, on you your work is amazing but it, it is, is, a, it is a tremendous but you are an instrumental factor in that sequence I, well, I play, yeah i play a little part in that, a part in that. <laughs> there's a there's a certain technical uh, requirement yeah, needed yes. that, that, okay. that michael All fulfills right. I, it's getting confused now but i see it and you'll know what i mean and it is sensational so um yes and you also play a good um brand falling out of the Oh, with the when, special effect. Yeah, the special a, a effect. Top-notch special effect that people have to come and see. <laughs> Michael, and plays. there's also oh, yeah, there's also um, huge sort of like green screen technology in it as well. It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, huge spectacular. The, the, the Jamie and Cersei, Jamie hiding from oh, hiding under yes. Cersei's skirts, and uh, and all sorts of other things that Michael gets up to. So it's um, it's worth your dollars. So thank you so much, Michael, and all the best with the rest of the show and your next adventures in stage and screen. Cheers, and good luck with the rest of it. I hope everything goes Thank you. Well, we're just waiting for Series 7 now. Well, Like like middle of next year. So this is a lovely refresher for us to catch up because we haven't seen each other in ages. So we're catching up and podcasting. So having anyway, I'm rambling now. Thank you so much, Michael. (laughs) And um, listeners, have a very Merry Christmas. And we'll see you again in 2017. Goodbye. Goodbye.